Andrew, tell me about the mass amount of emails that we've gotten. Oh, they've just been coming in nonstop, like <laughs> nonstop. around the clock. We have like 30 employees working to answer them all. Oh, uh, like unfortunately, we can't like get to all of them. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's a bit of an issue. We just yeah. like with our billions, <laughs> literal billions of emails we receive every day. And like, you're really lucky if we even like respond. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean... <laughs> But if you do send us an email, definitely include uh, your name or at least something we can call you. Uh, yeah. And tell us where you're from if you want to. If if you do, no promises will ever get to it. Because like I said, billions and billions. Thousands, so many. Thousands. thousands. Billions and thousands. Like <laughs> I would go so far as to say thousands, not like billions. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, anyway, speaking of emails, we've gotten some and we have some questions that we'd like to answer. Yeah, so we're going to try to do this uh, for at least when we have questions to answer. We'll start the podcast by answering a listener question. Uh, So today's question comes from, uh, well, he told us to call him Listener 50. And Listener 50 had asked us, what is our favorite year? Whether we were born in it or not. Yeah, or rather whether we've lived through it or not. Oh. Because we've only been born in one year each, actually. The <laughs> same year, coincidentally. So, we've... Uh... that out. <laughs> <laughs> Why? It's great. I'm the mess up of the podcast. <laughs> anyway, Ashley, what's your favorite year? Have oh, you... yeah. What's well, your favorite year? Uh, I want to hear yours first, actually. because I got asked a... you. I have this a... is how it works. But I have a really good answer for it. Why? It's a really good answer. Is it some sarcastic little pun that you've like spent the last week coming no, up with? No, Sophie. It's my favorite thing in the whole world aside from you. Oh, that was cute. Fine. Just because of that. <laughs> so I said my favorite year was uh, 1911. Oh, okay. I was afraid you were going to steal mine. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> it was a close one. Um, I picked this one because that's when Tennessee Williams was born, mm. which is, I've discovered he is my favorite playwright. And we've been in my theater class, we've been working on a scene from The Glass Menagerie. So that's a play that was written by Tennessee Williams. I also was in another one of his shows a long time ago, like, last year That's so long ago long. <laughs> <laughs> long time that was back in like high school and oh, wow. that was so long ago i am a college kid now you're like ancient <laughs> yeah so that's the year also because i saw some other things on it that was the first year where um international women's day women women's day first became like a thing and i thought that was really cool oh also also in this year, Leonardo da Vinci's Mona Lisa was stolen Ooh. from uh, the museum that was in, in Paris. Is it the Louvre? Is that the one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I never know how to pronounce that. But no, yeah. I don't know either. <laughs> but I thought that was kind of cool. Huh. Of D- Wait, I have a theory. What? Tennessee Williams stole the Mona he Lisa. He was just born. He's a prodigy. What yeah. can I say? <laughs> you know, Leonardo da Vinci's artwork has gone through a lot. Yeah, I mean, I... I thought he was especially good in The Revenant. Um, what? What? Leonardo da Vinci in The Revenant. I think he was also in uh, Titanic and... Uh, oh, you're being um, funny. <laughs> I see. What's The Revenant? I don't know. It was a movie that came out. It was like, I don't know, just about him fighting a bear or something. I didn't see oh, it. Oh, I thought that was called Leonardo da Vinci fighting a bear so we could win it <laughs> long title but yeah that's my favorite year i've discovered now. cool so when I, whenever like i'm walking down the street and someone asks me hey what's your favorite year i can just off the tip of my tongue Tom, 1911 yeah yeah so andrew now can you tell me what's your favorite year 1902 do you know why 
sailed the ocean blue. No, it's the year that Americus F. Callahan, uh, his <laughs> patent for the windowed envelope was approved on June oh 10th. Oh my um, God. So, uh, you I mean, guys don't know this, but Andrew talks about this almost all the time. And I don't know why. So, okay. Why is this so important it, to you? It was a close race between 1901 and 1902 because 1901, okay. uh, December 9th, 1901 was the day he filed the patent for it. Why do you uh, know specifically? Of course, he had all of the paperwork completed on November 15th, but he didn't file why it until you know December all 11th. These dates? And then it was approved on June 10th, 1902. Why are um, these off the tip of your head? You forget everything. It was a U.S. patent number. Uh, <sighs> 701839 what um is that why you're in the bathroom for so long you just look all this up um <laughs> and... sorry <laughs> how do you remember all this uh, oh, like let me see your hands by like, the way um hands. okay uh yeah there's, there's nothing written, written on your that. hands how do you the original patent this? he thought that the wind like so windowed envelope right in case you don't you're not familiar with the term it's a wi en envelope with like a little window on it so that you can print on the like whatever you're sending, you can print the address you're sending it to and the return address. So you don't have to put anything on the envelope itself other than like a stamp or something. So it's a really brilliant system. Uh, the original patent, the the window was was made with rice paper, not uh, but oh. you know now it's like plastic because uh, it's just a lot easier, more durable and stuff. Um, but other than that, it's pretty much stayed the exact same since then. Okay, please refresh my memory. Why was this such a thing? Because this has been a thing for a while. So, America's F. Callahan. Oh, God. Uh, he was from Chicago. Um, no, no, no. This is my episode. <laughs> Give me the quick fact of why this thing is so important. It's was okay. It I think I've, already, your friends I think I've already gone through everything I know about America's F. Callahan, actually. Okay, um, good. It was in 10th grade. Um, That's a long time ago. Adam and I were doing one of our first ads for our improv shows at high school. <laughs> Uh, we made a video. It was when those Geico commercials were out where it was like um, somebody Geico. would say something and then somebody would be like, everyone knows that. And Or no, no, no. They would say like, Geico, Geico can save you 15% or more in car insurance. And then someone's like, everyone knows that. And then they would be like, yeah, well, did you know? And then they'd say some yeah. like funny thing and then it would show like a little skit from it. Mm -hmm. So uh, Adam and I, we did a thing where we had like an improv show ad that we were watching. And then I was like, oh, the improv show is on this date. He was like, everyone knows that. And I was like, yeah, well, did you know that America's F. Callahan patented the windowed envelope in 1902? And then he was like, nope. And then it just kind of ended. So, yeah. I swear you talk about that, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. It's great. When did... When, I almost called him Leonardo da Vinci. Uh, when did uh, what's his face? America's F. Callahan, no, the inventor no, of the window him. patented. Oh, forget him. Which was patented no, in no, June 10, 1902, although I, the, it was filed I, on December 9th. I'm just running through all my facts again. <laughs> when in doubt. <laughs> uh, no, I said sailed the ocean blue. What's his, What's that? Uh, Columbus in yeah. 1492. Close Not as cool as uh, in 1902, America's F. Callahan patented the, the envelope with a window that's see-through. Before you get into your topic for today, Sophie, we have a little bit of follow-up on a recent episode. Oh, um, really? This isn't anything anyone told me, but it's just something I realized after a show because I was, like, editing it, and then I was like, <laughs> that sounds wrong, Andrew. And uh, sure enough, I was very wrong. Uh, the Renaissance started in, like, the 1300s, not 
the 1500s, as I said, in what episode? Are we, uh, the, that was Cash. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, we haven't posted that one. St. Catherine. Yet. But we, we totally have by the time they're hearing this. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah, like I was talking about the 1400s and like... Right, yeah, and I was like, oh, so it's kind of the start of the Renaissance. So it is actually like the Renaissance was in yeah. full swing. Yeah, just wanted to say that. May I get into my spiel? Of course. All right. So today, what I'm going to be talking to you about was actually recommended to me by, to my knowledge, our number one fan. Oh, really? Which is... My, my... mom. Really? No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> it's my mom. <laughs> she listens to our podcast. She's one of my friends in my classes, and she super supportive of it and she came out to me and she was like hey you should do this okay my good friend cheyenne shout out shout out to cheyenne do, 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 do. yeah those were the air horns <laughs> yeah so cheyenne gave me this uh, recommendation mm-hmm. and i looked it up and i was and when she told me about it i was like that sounds pretty dope and then i looked it up and i was like it's even more dope <laughs> so guess what i'm gonna be talking to you about today uh tennessee tennessee bill See what I did there? That wasn't at all in any way funny. <laughs> all right, go on. I'm going to be telling you about the Emu War. Oh, I've heard of this. Also known as the Great Emu. No, you haven't. Also <laughs> known as the Great Emu War. All right. So a lot of people haven't heard about this horrible war that happened in Australia, but I'm here to set the record straight and talk about it. It started in 1932. That's why it's not my favorite year. Because that's when the Emu War started. It was a it was a dark time for humanity. Yes, and, and it only immunity. lasted what? And immunity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on! I need to drink water. Uh, yeah, it started in 1932, and and it only lasted for a couple of months. To start off with, what is an emu? They're like an ostrich, but smaller. I don't know if they're smaller, but I think they are. No, slightly. yeah, they're a bit smaller. Well, actually, yeah, actually they are because aren't ostriches like the lar- the largest bird? Mm, I think that's big bird. <laughs> My bad. So an emu is the second largest living bird by height. It is like an ostrich, looks like one. It's the only bird to have double feathers. Double feathers. Do- I don't what know does what that means. means. You don't know what that means. Uh, of course I know what that means. I'm pretty sure it means like two feathers and like one feather follicle. Hmm. <laughs> uh, but I'll, I'll look it up really quick. I think it just means like, you know how, uh, I think it's chinchillas have like, or like some an- little animal. Chinchillas are super soft. Yeah. And they have like a bunch of hair in like one single hair follicle. Mm, I so didn't their know that. fur is like really thick mm. and like they can't get wet very easily because they have so much hair. Okay. What I, what I looked up online, I found a hand embroidery on how to make a double feather stitch. <laughs> so yeah, the, the, only, the only bird to have double feathers. That took wow. me too long. <laughs> okay. So what, what led to this war? Like how everyone asks themselves, how did this war come to be? Dark times. Dark times. So after World War One, a lot of ex-soldiers came to Western Australia to begin farming. The farmers were told to increase their farming, like they farmed wheat. Mm-hmm. So they're told to increase uh, their wheat farming, and uh, they did. It's like a government order to. Yeah, and they said they're going to get subsidized, but they didn't. Mm. Like they were promised. So kind of out of spite, they were like, "Well, we're still going to plant more, but we're not going to give you any of it." Kind okay. of a thing. Uh huh. So the farmers were like in a real pickle because like they had all of this wheat, but it wasn't going anywhere, Mm. but they still kind of refused to sell it. They were just being bitter. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Which I thought was really funny. Bitter like wheat. Is wheat bitter? No. 
Wheat socket. <laughs> and around this time, when the wheat was growing and it was not a selling and the farmers were bitter, is when the emus arrived. Summertime when the emus arrived. I don't think this was in summer. Though. No, it was like in October. It started in October. So no. This is not summer. Subsidies. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. Wait. The wheat oh. is growing, but it's not subsidized. Summer. <laughs> um, so at this time, when the emus, when the emus arrived, they were migrating, and they noticed that there was like there was water supply for the crops, and they're like, hey, there's like a lot of crops and stuff for us to eat over there. So they started taking over the territory that um, would like normally be kind of empty because the farmers had just take recently mm -hmm. taken it over. It was kind of like they just gave the emus a big new food supply. Yeah, and they were like the emus were like, oh! I imagine them turning their heads all crazy because they have long necks, like oh. Look at that. And they went over and started eating it. And yeah, it was, they were like, this is ours. So the emus began to basically ruin the crops. They ate them. And in the fences, they left giant holes. So like allowing other animals like rabbits Ooh. to come in and mess up the crops even more. Those pesky rabbits. Rabbits. So of course the soldiers or like the farmers mm -hmm. were mad. And they were like, all right, well, the, we, we just came back from a war. We know how to solve this. Let's fight the emus. <laughs> Let's just full-on go ape on the emus. <laughs> so a couple of the farmers had met with the Minister of Defense, Sir George Pierce. P-E-A-R-C-E. -E. Probably Pierce. Pierce. But I, it, says, it has the word pear in it, and I want it to be a thing. So yeah, they met with um, Minister of Defense, Sir George Pierce, and they asked him, since they're ex-soldiers, they're like, hey, machine guns. <laughs> they work. Can we, like, <laughs> use those against the emus? And it, he agreed. Isn't that against like some kind of Geneva convention or something? Like the emus don't have any machine guns, right? So like, wasn't Geneva like convention a, like an American thing though? The, well, there's a lot been a lot of Geneva conventions, and they're 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 from Geneva, Switzerland. I don't know that. Yeah, because it's like a neutral place where all these countries would oh, meet right. and then discuss things about war. So like, no nuclear weapons, and then everyone ignores it, and like, no chemical weapons, and everyone ignores it. You know that kind of thing. Yeah. But isn't there some kind of Geneva Convention against fighting emus who well, don't have machine be. guns? This is why I'm talking about this, <laughs> hoping to raise awareness about the emus. So yeah, he agreed, and he was like, "This sounds like a perfectly logical plan." He right. dispatched his own little emu military to go to the farm areas, uh -huh. fighting. Emu okay, military. yeah. Uh, for a second there, there was look. like an image of like emus and like <laughs> full that. like combat gear, machine guns and yeah, helmets, machine guns with like, like a pack of smokes and like they're, <laughs> they're like driving jeeps. And <laughs> it's like wearing <laughs> wearing sunglasses. Well, let's do this. They, talk, they all talk like this. <laughs> the emu regiment fourth class. Fourth class. I don't know why we're fourth class. Uh, doesn't sound as cool as emu regiment first class, which is what I was trying to say. Uh, I'm Sergeant Say that Emucus. The improv. <laughs> um, what improv? You mean our historical tape or something? Uh, how did you know I brought that? <laughs> I was supposed to be a secret. Dang it, Andrew. So they sent out military personnel to be dispatched on the farms to get rid of the birds. So military got involved. It was supposed to start in October, but they ended up starting in November 1932. Mm. The plan was... Or as was... I like to call it, uh, 30-A-W-E. I don't understand. It's 30 years after the windowed envelope patent. Would you like to do this podcast like by yourself? <laughs> so the plan was to herd the... <laughs> the plan was to... You got me so riled up, man. <laughs> so the plan was to herd the birds and ambush them. 
But the emus were too smart for that. Really? They were. The emus, they would split into groups when they noticed that people were like coming after them. They mm-hmm. would split into groups and just run away. Okay. And military was able to get a few of them like in their first round of attacking the birds, mm-hmm. but not enough. And their, um, the birds were out of range, so they missed a lot. Mm. And then two days later, after the first attack on them, they, the, a lot of emus, they were spotted by a dam. A so what? A dam. Oh, okay. I thought the <laughs> sentence construction confused me because I thought they were spotted by a dam, like a dam <laughs> spotted them. I get it now. They were next to a dam. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, uh, regiment dam, <laughs> danimist. <laughs> All right, so did they shoot the dam emus? That's offensive. <laughs> a lot of emus died. Uh, but the guns they had had jammed and the birds scattered again. I hate when my gun jams by the dams. The, the commander, I don't know if I, when I was doing my research, I wrote this down and this is why I put it here, or if this is just what I called him. <laughs> but he is the commander of the Emu War. His name is uh, Major GPW Meredith. Okay. He is the commander of the Emu War. He's the one who um, controlled the military personnel personnel that was in the area attacking the emus. Mm -hmm. He had reported that the feathers are fairly tame, and each pack had its own leader, and that leader would keep guard while the others got food and (laughs) did their own things, and would warn them if the humans got close. I imagine him sitting behind, like, in bushes. He has, like, these really cool-looking spectacles <laughs> and, like, a funny mustache, and he has, like, a little journal and a pencil, and he's, like, looking at the emus, and he's writing stuff down, like, vigorously as he's watching them. So I, I imagined him, like, he's, like, in, like, a full, like, ghillie suit, like, with all the, <laughs> with the like, all the plants on him, and he's just, like, hiding in the bushes, uh-huh. and he's got, like, a walkie-talkie and so, or something. Uh, so, yeah, that's what he reported. So... No matter what uh, Meredith tried to do, the efforts were just not enough. He tried putting a mounting gun on a truck <laughs> so that they can run after the emus and shoot them, but the truck was not fast enough for the emus. Really? It was, uh, yeah, the, the emus ran pretty fast. And it was just too bumpy, so they couldn't get, like, a good shot. So what them. if instead of shooting the gun at the emus, they shot the gun behind them to, like, propel the truck faster? Then you, then what are you going to shoot? You just run them over. <laughs> all right so on november 8th this didn't last very long november 8th pierce withdrew the personnel because only a few emus were killed and they're like it's a waste of time retreat yeah (laughs) after the military was taken back of course the emus came back and were worse than ever they just (sighs) came back with the vengeance yeah they've regrouped they've (laughs) they've uh pulled out the reserve troops oh yeah yeah they pulled out the all the veterans of the emu wars before (laughs) And they're like, oh, wait, we're going to get them where it hurts, their crops. In, in the villages, the, they would, like, stand up and be like, this is the time to fight. <laughs> it's like, and then, and then there's, like, a, like, an old emu going back to their home, like, opening up, like, an old chest. Cup, yeah, an old chest and pulling out, like, a claw or something, like a gold claw and putting it on. <laughs> there's metals in like, it. Yeah, like, wiping off the, uh, the dust. And... It's, a, it's actually an infinity gauntlet. <laughs> that would explain why they were losing. <laughs> So Pierce withdrew November 8th, but then he, uh, the war resumed on the 12th of November mm-hmm. because they were like, they're back! The emus are back! And they're like, okay, uh, here you go. So, um, so slowly, the kills went up to about 100 a week. Ooh. Yeah, they, they came That's back. That's not bad. Yeah, they came back with more. I don't know what, exactly what they did. didn't explain, but they were just killing more. Uh, a report from Meredith said that 986 birds were killed with... 
986 rounds, which means <laughs> no, no, 900, 9,086 oh, rounds. Oh, jeez. So that was 10 rounds for each dead bird. And a round is like lots of bullets, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know exactly how many. It depends on the gun they're using, but so yeah, that, that's a lot of that's a lot of that's a lot of gunfire to yeah. kill one emu. Yeah. In the end, Meredith claimed to have killed. 2,500 birds because because of the military and the farmers continued after like this war had ended mm-hmm. in like after that like a couple days after um, November 12th they're like okay we got a lot of them bye <laughs> so the military left again but the farmers had continued to ask for help uh, but they were all denied like they asked for help again in 1934 two years after then they asked again in 1943 and then again they asked in 1948 only to be told no so if they wasted that much ammo, it's like they're basically in an action movie. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, nobody dies. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm sorry. So the emu war ended in December, actually, okay. not in November. Mm. So it went on for a couple months. The, well, the reason why it ended was because in December, the emu war had spread, causing people to protest, saying that they were just basically trying, they were, like what they were doing was going to end, like extinct the birds. Mm. That this was basically just an extermination of the emus. So they, that's why they backed off. I they mean, were like, okay. At that rate of killing them, I don't think they're going extinct anytime soon. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but still. So they backed off off the emu war after people were starting to getting upset, like in England. From then on, they put on better fencing, like emu-proof fencing. That seems like a simpler yeah. solution. Instead of like, what was it? 9,860 rounds per dead bird. <laughs> However, the emus are slowly growing in numbers and they are gonna, they are going back. For their fallen brothers it's, and it's, sisters. It's really funny how this is like Australia's relationship with emus, where <laughs> when emus are like their national bird. Yeah. And in America, it's like bald eagle. Oh, I don't yeah. think there would ever Dark be state. a bald eagle war. Um, but aren't they? Aren't bald eagles like going or, extinct? Yeah, they're like highly endangered, yeah. so probably not stealing any crops. But it is funny, just like die national bird. Yeah. They feel like, and they do. They've fought kangaroos before too. Right? Have just, they? I mean, I don't know. They kill and eat them, which is their na- their other like national animal. Well, don't animal. we kill our black bear, brown bear? Oh, I have no idea. It's brown. You bear, mean like in it? California? Oh, that's okay. Yeah, the brown bear is on there. You know, for the longest time when I was little, I was so stupid. I used to think that like the American flag was specifically California's flag. Heck yeah! I mean, basically. <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't understand that every state had its own flag. I thought red, white, and blue stripes and stars with like california's flag. yeah it I didn't, to- totally is didn't understand anyway uh so the emus just continue to mess stuff up little funny tidbit though when I, I was looking through this i think i was like clicking through wikipedia it had a category and it said participants the <laughs> emus <laughs> sir george pierce uh major uh gpw meredith what if, like, the emus was just, like, a baseball team or something or a cricket team in Australia? That does make this story so much worse. <laughs> they seem rather tame. <laughs> There's a leader there seems in every to be pack. a leader. Oh. It took ten rounds to kill each one. They throw the ball at the wicket. Is that what <laughs> I don't it's know called? how cricket works. <laughs> so I am hoping with talking about this atrocious, atrocious, great emu war mm-hmm. that it will shed some light on it and people will continue to talk about it spread the word about it even more so so we know we don't even know the names of the fallen the fallen warriors uh we know some of them yes yes we do there was a emu uh lee lee 
Emu Lee Masters. What? Emu Lee Masters. Yeah, and Emu uh, Nidus. Uh, and. I'm unamused. I don't know. I've tried to think of name puns of like famous soldiers or warriors, but I couldn't think of any. Oh, I just thought of a writer. You said Emu you said Emu Lee, and I was like, Emu Lee Masters. That's Edgar Lee Masters, actually. Andrew, what do you think about this war? I think there are more effective ways to deal with animals. Yes, that's um, for sure. Instead of like getting out a whole military personnel. Yeah, I mean, it, they were ex-soldiers, so yeah. I guess they were doing what they know. Well, actually, it was the, the ex-soldiers, the farmers, weren't mm-hmm. the ones who they, were they, in it. But they suggested it, right? Didn't yeah, they, they were, were like, like yeah. why don't we just shoot them? Yeah. Well, like how we solve everything else. Why don't we just shoot it? I mean, it didn't work, but what happened with the wheat? Did they did they manage to produce enough wheat, or did everyone in Australia starve? That's not what this is about. <laughs> how can you be focusing on wheat at a time like this when emus are dying? By like every 10 well, I mean, rounds. They're not anymore. We have fences. But uh, I have a tape. Yeah. That will take us back to that time. So you will feel horrible. Are we going to listen to it? Yes, we're going to listen. Uh, <laughs> oh, I hiccuped. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> that hurts so bad. You ever have a hiccup so bad it hurts? <laughs> I don't think so. Why don't we listen to the tape now? <laughs> okay. Oh, sir. So glad you decided to meet me today. today. All right, what is it, mate? All right, so... Forgive my manners, we've met before, but I should introduce myself. Uh, me, uh, Pierce, of course, you should address me as uh, com- com- uh, uh, Minister of Defence Pierce. So, yeah, Sir, Sir George, yes, Sir, Sir George Pierce, yes. Jo- George Pierce? <laughs> what am I talking uh, about? Uh, oh, yeah, sir. <laughs> right, mate. Uh, <laughs> all right, mate, so uh, Mr. Meredith, uh, or should I call you uh, Major, Major Meredith? Uh I prefer you call me a major. Major? Yeah. Major Meredith? Right, what is it, mate? I gotta talk to you about something really serious, sir. Alright, what's going on, major? The emus. Yeah. You can kill them all yet? They are out of control. I haven't been able to kill them all. How many have you killed? We've killed, like, uh... Uh... Thousand. Just four, sir. They are smart creatures. You've only killed four emus. We only kill four emus. They they run around everywhere. They have their own leaders in every pack. They know what they're doing. What what are you doing? I'm trying to kill them, of course. But I've been I've been watching them. I see, sir. I've been watching them. I hid inside the bushes where they live, and I I kind of dressed up like an emu trying to infiltrate their their places. They're smarter than any other type of person you've fought before. We fought. Well, that's true. We haven't been involved too heavily in most of the wars going on. Uh, at least I don't think this might offend some sir, of our fellow Australians sir. out there. Right, what? What's going on? The emus are going to take over. Take over what? They're going they've to take already... over the world. Well, they've already taken over the crops and you can't stop them, so why not? We have to. Sir, we need more guns. We need more military. Major. Major yeah, Meredith. Yes, yes, sir. You came to me. You asked me for... I asked you to go go out and kill some emus. I didn't ask you to kill four emus. I asked you to stop the problem. I'm doing, sir, I'm doing my best, but I thought to myself, if I want to kill these birds, I got to act like them. So I, I got into their camp, and I, I was around them. 
They have plans. They have they have drawings. They have stuff that we don't even know about. Mate, what are, are you talking? What are you on about? They are trying to take over the world, sir. Please, please let go of my shirt, Major. I'll only let go if you promise to give us more military and more guns. These ammo's need to be stopped. All right, all right, you got him. Ah, but I expect a full report by the Arvo. That means to morning or tomorrow or something in Australian in Australia speak. Uh, I expect a full report by the the Arvo. No, wait, no, it means afternoon. Next, in the morning. Tomorrow, in the Arvo, tomorrow, I expect a full report about how many more emus you've killed with these new weapons, mate. I promise you, sir, once we get our hands on these weapons and more people, you will not be able to stop us, and we will be able to stop the emus. All right, mate. Well, You're going to thank me for this. I'll, the world's going to thank me for this. I'll They're going to know my name. I'll thank you when... You've killed more than four emus. Uh, we try. I put. I put a gun on a truck. That does sound like it might work. Does it? Doesn't it? Yeah. But it didn't. <gasps> the emus. They, they're too fast. All right. We'll need to get more weapons in there. That's what you were talking about, sir. All right. Mate. Anything else I can get for you while you're here, mate? Uh, more muffins. I did notice you chuck <laughs> one of the muffins off the try while you were re making your request. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, Ah, uh, yes, just uh, drink my coffee too, why don't you? It's nice and hot, just the way I like it. Right, uh, well, uh, if you don't need anything else, please leave my office now. Uh, sir? Y yes, my... Major. We we've been, uh... I know you already gave us some funding, but we need a bit more. I kind of wasted most of it on my emu suit. Alright, how much are we talking? About four thousand. Four? Four thousand. Four Australian dollars? Four thousand Australia dollars. I have no idea how much money that is in nineteen thirties terms. So, sure, why not? Oh, thank you, sir. We we are going to stop. One day they're going to call this the Great Emu War, and they're going to look upon us Australians as as heroes for saving the world. You do that, mate. I, I'm right with you. Just make sure you put my name on the uh, on the report. Well, we'll put you right right under the emus for participants. <laughs> So I think this guy, uh, what was his name, uh, Meredith, was just a bit too into these emus. Yeah, I mean, that uh, Minister of Defense, right, Pierce? Yeah, George uh, Pierce, yeah. I, I mean, he, did, like, he seemed like he wasn't too into the whole idea, but I think no. Meredith managed to convince him. Yeah, I think he was just, uh, took, he was just out there for too long in between the crops. In, watching in the, the sun in the outback. On, on the Barbies. <laughs> Throw another emu on the Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Thank you for listening to the Poorly Researched Podcast of History. <clears throat> I messed myself up by saying that. Uh, <laughs> if you want you got to... Done, you well, you played yourself. <laughs> if you, if you want to email us, you can do then that. Then do it. Yeah, at poorlyresearchedhistory at gmail.com. We have a Twitter. Uh, at prhpod. We have... Uh, do we have anything else? I don't think we have anything okay, else. Okay, we don't have anything else. Um, our music. Oh, our, our music is done by uh, Richard Chevarelli. <laughs> um, and 
Uh, yeah, if you do email us with any corrections or suggestions, suggestions or questions for us to answer in the yes, opening of, course, of the show, love that. Um, let us know. Uh, include your name or something to call you and where you're from if you want to. Um, I'd love to know like where people are while listening. Yeah, yeah. I find it so. I find that really interesting. Yeah. So. Uh, We've gotten a few suggestions from other emails. Uh, we're definitely considering those. Yeah, I know I've got them on my list of potential topics. Me too. But anyway, thanks for listening. Oh, uh, heck yeah. The uh, best thing you can do to support the show is share it with people you know. That rhymes. Oh, um, can I can I take us out with my uh, fully rendered uh, summertime parody? Ladies and gentlemen, Andrew Nathanson. Wait, what? What? What month was it? It was November. So that's like November and December. Fall. Yeah. Saw a fall time when the emus did arrive. The wheat's growing, but it's not subsidized. The fall time when the emus are charging. The soldiers are starving I don't, I don't know that's i didn't get further than that because <laughs> there's no wheat <laughs> summertime okay uh that bye was fun. sophie say goodbye bye so <laughs> bye uh, <laughs> why is that your, your go-to song to sing because <laughs> everything's because we say things with time Quiet time. <laughs>